This episode is sponsored to you by Leg Up Network, a company here to help for all students find a job during these hard times. So if you're interested, by all means, check it out at legupnetwork.com and be sure to use the code REALTALK. Now, get ready as my panelists, Valerie Wayne, Daniel Fries, and of course myself, dive deep into the 2020-2021 NBA season and make some bold predictions as well. Enjoy. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling and the jello is jiggling. Say what? Theo Brobski, when we get spasticated, we chat shit. That's what, that's what I want in this country. Let's talk about basketball then. So I just updated the tables for us. So let me go real quick and talk about the Eastern Conference. We have in first place the Philadelphia 76ers with seven wins. After that, we have Orlando Magic, Indiana Pacers, Boston, all of a sudden, in fifth, we have New York Knicks. Milwaukee Bucks are right below it. We have Cleveland. Then we have Brooklyn Nets. And then we have Atlanta, Chicago, Miami, Charlotte, Washington. And at the bottom, a bit of a surprise, Toronto with only one win and Detroit, which is I feel like is very usual. On the Western Conference, we have the Phoenix Suns in first place with six wins. After that, we have the Los Angeles Lakers, Clippers. We have Golden State Warriors there with four wins and four losses. Utah Jazz, New Orleans Pelicans at six, Sacramento Kings at seven, Portland Trail Blazers, uh, Dallas Mavericks, Denver Nuggets. Then we have the Spurs. We have the Thunder. Rockets are down there. Minnesota Timberwolves, my bad. Um, and then Memphis Grizzlies. So that is the table so far. Um, and it's on the document, guys, if you want to take a look at it visually. Uh, so the biggest question for me is we've been in the NBA for how many weeks now? A couple of weeks now. So what's the biggest surprises for you? Oh, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize that the Raptors were in the last seat right now. Or are they in the last seat? They're tied for last. Second yeah. to last, yeah. Oh, second to last, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of ass for them. Not going to lie. Like, I feel like it's very much a... I don't know. I actually haven't been following the Raptors much since they beat us because just keeping that out of out of mind. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm starting to like the more, like, personality-wise that Kawhi's gone, but um, I guess that's rather surprising. When you I mean biggest like- surprise, do you mean like good surprise or bad surprise or either? Either, honestly, either. Because I piggybacking on Val, I feel bad for the Raptors because right now, due to COVID, they're playing in Tampa right now. I'm pretty sure. So as a result, you can kind of see the the score lines being a bit odd for them when they could have bought. Uh, I think they could have beat the Celtics right uh, from a back to back that the Celtics had. And yet they couldn't finish it off because they didn't have that grind that they had last year that we all expected they would have this year, that kind of toughness behind them. So I I definitely agree with that. But there's also some good surprises, I would say. So go ahead, Daniel. What what do you think? 
Well, I think one of the good surprises, obviously, are the Suns. Um, mm-hmm. I think I expect them to be pretty good, and I think a lot of people did too, but not like – would you say 7-1? 7-1, 6 Only one loss. I know that. Two losses. The yeah. best record – I remember that. Um, yeah. I don't think anyone expected them to bounce out to the best record in the, re- the West right away. But I would agree <clears throat> with Val. But at the same time, I kind of saw it seen – I, I kind of saw it coming with the Raptors after they lost, like, Ibaka and Gasol. And, like, I saw something the other day. Lowry's, like, 35 or 36, but he's been in the league since he was, like, 18 or 19. So he's been in the league for, like, 17 years now. And the East is not, like, a cakewalk anymore. So, like, I don't want to say I was surprised, but, like, I could have saw that coming. Just because I feel like outside of Lowry, Siakam, and maybe Van Vliet, there's not a whole lot there on that team. Yeah, my, definitely. And you need more to, – to be good in the East now, you need more than that, it looks like. I mean, every good team in the East has, like, five dudes, something like that. Yeah, no, it's well said. I think that this is the first season – I might be wrong, guys, but I think this is the first season that the East is actually pretty strong. Like, we actually have a competition going on, which is a good thing because now mm-hmm. they brought in the, you know, the 10th. So, from the 8th, you have that competition going on all the way to the 10th place and the in-place uh, battle going on. What about, um, so So, any thoughts on this? Uh, the fact that we have the Knicks now in playoff spots or the fact that we have Cleveland there? Are you guys a bit surprised there? Um, we also, Atlanta Hawks, I mean, they were they went off on a hot start. Do you think that's something that we, is weird because they had, what was it, nine months, ten months of a break compared to some of these teams like the Lakers who only had a month? Or do you think it, uh, it's just actually they got way better and they can actually compete now? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, about the Knicks, Knicks and Cavs, I have two separate feelings for. I'm not surprised that the Knicks aren't doing bad because I think that they didn't get a lot of credit for what they had. But at the same time, like, it's a long season and I can't see them keeping this up. I want to see who they've beaten. I know they got, like, the Bucks Tonight they got the Jazz. So, like, they beat the Jazz. Beat- yeah, so they've beaten some impressive teams, but, like, I don't know how long I can go on for. You know what I mean? They got some guys, but, like, a lot of them are kind of – I don't want to say playing out of their mind right now, but, like, playing pretty well. I don't know if they can keep it up. We'll see. The Cavs, I always thought that the Cavs were going to be, like, good because they have – they've been building for a long time over the draft. This is, like, their third straight year with, like, a top five pick. They had, like, Sexton, Garland, and now um, their guy from Auburn, Coro. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. plus like Drummond, Kevin Love, like they got they got guys. JaVale, my guy JaVale. Like they got dudes. From Warriors. Yeah. I don't know if they're gonna be a playoff team either, but they're gonna be competitive. But yeah, yeah that's all I have to say about that. What about you, Val? Um, yeah. No, I was just um, did you guys like watch that uh when the Hawks played like I forget, was it like Brooklyn? Yeah. It was a back to back, I think. And yeah, they yeah, lost yeah. one. One more, like, like the, yeah, the scores were like in like the like 140s or something like that. That's yeah. just crazy. I like only was able to see it like post game, but um, yeah, I, I mean, seeing the Hawks do well is like very reminiscent of like old Hawks when they were like the whole um, Al Horford and like um, I'm forgetting names right now, but that you, you know what I'm talking about the golden era of the Hawks that one season, yeah. yeah. When, when they went to the finals and then lost to uh, the Cavs. Yeah. They're even and wearing the jerseys now. 
Hmm? Just saying. I'm just saying they're wearing the old school jerseys now as oh, well. True, so like you might bad. be predicting something. Yeah. You seen the MLK jerseys? Yeah. Oh yeah. The other guys. And just like watching Trey Young do well, I mean, I'm rooting for that. He's like a mini Curry in my eyes. Mini Curry. That's why I root for him because he's small and he can shoot. Yeah. His play style is honestly kind of different, but like I just like see him as like a little scruffy light skin, and I'm like. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure it's like, I'm pretty sure like Steph did some type of like, you like invited him to like camp and stuff like that back when he was in school. So like, he did. I don't know. I'm always rooting for Trey Young. Yeah. There you go. So then let's let's move on to the next one. What is the biggest disappointment then? I know we t- touched base a little bit with the Raptors, um, but there's some there's some talk over there in the West as well. Um, I myself, I'm gonna say one thing. I'm upset with the style of play that the Warriors are playing. And I know things might change a little bit, but I was kind of surprised that all of a sudden we have Kelly and Wiggins not performing as well and the roles that I thought they would be doing. Um, So that's why I wanted to bring this up before you guys speak, because I know all of us watch the Warriors a bit more closely since it's our hometown uh, team. So what do you guys think about that specifically, the Warriors? And then overall, what's the biggest disappointment? I don't think I'm that disappointed in the Warriors because I didn't expect them to be good off the rip anyways. And, like, I mean, we've had this conversation before about, like, Ubre and Wiggins, are, like, mm-hmm. need a little bit of time here to, like, adjust. I was actually surprised um, that they're the fourth seed. I expected us to be, like, with four and four, like, yeah. I expected us to be a lot worse. Or is this updated to our loss with the Clippers just now? Um, I believe so. This is oh, like really? the most updated. Yeah, I, I literally posted this picture like 10 minutes before we started this. Mm, yeah. I mean, Steph's just like playing out of his head. Like, yeah. um, I don't know if he can keep it up. Catches up. I feel like, see, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Steph can keep it up. I feel like he will be able to, especially with the shorter season this year. True. But like, that's something we should talk about. I got a feeling Uber is going to find his bag. So is Wiggins. And then having, um, our young guy James Wiseman slowly, slowly blossoming. You know who they need to play? Baysmore. Fucking pissed me. Hey, hype man. Have you seen him on the bench? Every time Curry scores, it's the funniest celebrations. <laughs> you just Dude, look for him. He runs the floor. He runs the floor nice. I just want I just want Bays to play just for old time's sake, you know? And he's mm-hmm. he's a pretty gas player off the bench as well. Yeah. He has yeah. a physical presence. I think that so those first two games, the Warriors got blown out, right? right? And the Curry, like, took 10 shots both games, which is like, all right, you know, it's not a lot. He didn't really play that well. I think that when they realized that they had a little bit more work to do than they thought, that Curry kind of – he has been playing hero ball, let's be honest. He's taking a lot of shots, and he's making a lot of them. But, like like you said, he can't keep it up all season. So if that's what you're getting at with their play style that you don't like, I think that it's more like him stalling to, like – let Ubre and Wiggins figure it the fuck out. Like he's just stalling so that they can get caught along and then finally they can just all go for it together. Does that make sense? Yeah, like it's like he's, a, he's playing at this level to build the confidence for the rest of the team because they are yeah. pretty young and inexperienced together. And I just thought it was interesting because we're all like known for not necessarily strength with numbers, but you know, the style of play that is the ball always constantly moves and yeah. you never know who's going to be a threat. 
And so I thought in a sense that this will be the first time that we had a starting five that looked quite appealing where there was, it was very diverse compared to, you know, previously where it was like, oh, you got KD or Clay or Curry come and shoot at you. You know what I mean? And those were the three biggest roles. Now you have like five individuals on the starting lineup that you never know where the ball is going to be moving. And I thought it would be back to that first championship that we had, you know, where we won without KD kind of thought that was kind of the style that we would go for. And I get it. it it's a, it's a transitional phase right now where a lot of players, the first two games, it's difficult to assess because it's their new team and new, new players. And Wiseman was his first start, even though I think he's an absolute legend. And I, I'm putting my money right now because this is recorded. I think he's going to be like uh, 80. I think he's like a new version of 80. 80. Wiseman. Yeah. And so, um, but let's, let's tie it back to the league. Okay. Um, besides the Warriors, have you guys looked at anything? And besides Toronto, have you guys looked at the league and saw uh, and said, yeah, this is a bit of a shock. I, I'm kind of surprised in the style of play of a specific team or anything that looks weird. The team that I've been watching besides the Warriors has mm-hmm. been the Hornets, just because I want to watch LaMelo mostly. Yeah. But like, <laughs> All when, family. they're a really, really young team, like him, Graham, and um, Rogier and Hayward. But they've beaten the Nets now, and then tonight they beat, I want to say, the Hawks. When they all play well, like, they're really fast. They're, they're like a young Warriors team. They're really quick, and they love to, you know, push the pace, and they're fun to watch. So I, I want to say, there's even though they're, like, not in the playoff eight right now, it surprised me how well they've played, I think, so far. I would love to see them in the playoffs. I think they'd be entertaining to watch. They just need some help. They don't really have any big men. That's their problem. They have, like, yeah. Biombo and, like, someone else. But, like, they're fun to watch when they're on. That one night that they beat the Nets, it was, like, I want to say four nights ago, where, like, Rozier posterized KD. Mm-hmm. Like, they were they were on it that night, and they were, like, it was amazing to watch. That's that's all I have to say about that. Any, any big disappointments, Val, for you that you can think of? I don't know. I feel like all, like, all, like, the teams that we really saw, like, powerhouses in the bubble – or even like pre-bubble, like the Bucks with like Giannis and all that, like the Heat. I feel like it's just like kind of the funk of like getting back into the season and yeah. like your playoff injury and all that. So it's not really surprising. I just like wish there was more of that hype that were around these teams as there was before because like they're fun to watch. Um, but yeah, Daniel, you got me kind of hyped for the Hornets. I feel like that could be a fun one to watch, especially as Melo like grows and gets a lot more like dominant on that team i'm upset that the pistons you know they're obviously in the last seed because um they dropped jello off their uh you know what something i feel like we need to discuss the fact that kind of tying back to what bell said previously we only have 72 games this season so there's less games plus with covid and i kind of talked and mentioned it the fact that i've started noticing in other sports that these under teams are performing really well because of COVID restrictions and because of the condensed games and everything like that. And with NBA, they, those underperformed teams, they had more time and more rest. So do you think there's any dark horses that we should kind of watch? And you think they like any teams that you think will do well, because none of you guys have already talked about the Rockets, for example where they technically have three all-stars, but I, I don't know what's going on in Houston, honestly, but they have three <laughs> all-stars there. Something's 
might be cooking. Something obviously might not be cooking, depending on what Harden decides to do. But at the same time, with these 72 games, you kind of need to start going now. You know what I mean? These next couple of weeks kind of defines you really well uh, into your chances for playoffs. Mm-hmm. So a dark horse. Um, yeah. I already kind of said the Hornets. I want to say the Hawks, mm-hmm. but they're like, they started out hot, but now they're like four and four. And that doesn't mean I'm going to count them out, but um, right. means that I'm just going to like not mention them. I guess the Kings, I guess they were in the bubble, but they didn't play very long. Like they only played the eight games, but they're four um, and four as well, though. The West is going to beat up on itself. It's going to beat up because everyone in the West, but OKC and that's about it is like pretty damn good. Even like the Timberwolves, they have a bunch of good players. Yeah. Like I think the West will just beat up on us. That's a good but, point. Um, I would I, also put in the Grizzlies just because Jaw got injured. And they had um, Jackson injured before, I think, as well. So they're top yeah. two play- the team. Yeah. So maybe the Grizzlies too. But other than that, um, another surprising team is probably the Cavs, but we already talked about them. I think that they're going to be good. What about you, Val? Any dark horses? Mm, I was just going to say, like, off of, like, when you are talking about the Rockets. Yeah, yeah, uh, Well, one, well, like, the whole, like, conversation about, like, COVID and all that, I mean, like, you're seeing it in, like, the NFL right now. It's just, like, how much of a wild card it is when you have, like, I mean, the NBA doesn't have their bubble anymore, so it's, like, literally COVID is pulling, like, players out left and right. I don't know. I found that super interesting and the fact that, like, you can have your star players out for a game or two or, or however yeah. however many. Um, because of COVID, it's not even like a fucking injury. It's just like you have no idea when it's come up. I was looking at the Rockets um, lineup. And like I hate to say it, but like I feel like the era of – not the era of these players specifically, but just like looking at, you know, the all-stars that Houston has right now, like – I think the NBA is definitely shifting in a direction where, like, these guys seem old. <laughs> Their time's passed. Yeah. Cousins, I don't know about Wall, but Cousins' time's passed. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, John Wall's always been more of, like, and slept on, but not really. But, like, I mean, I think his game is definitely low-key. And, therefore, like, with age, I feel like it's less of a powerhouse here. And, obviously, we're seeing that. Um James Harden's whole situation just cracks me up, but yeah, there's no way he doesn't get traded. He hates yeah, him. and they hate him being there. I think I think they do, but then they have value in it, so they don't want to trade him for nothing. That's why they need to find the right trade because he's worth a lot. Just a bum. Yeah. It's a, it's a good point that you brought up because a wall kind of depends on his uh, athleticism in a sense, like kind of like Westbrook, but not as good. Which is funny because they did the trade. That like explosive, maybe. Yeah. I'd say that John Wall definitely has like a good game to him, but I don't know. There's not the kind of hype that will like kind of explode a team to. I mean, when he was like in Washington, D.C., like, eh. yeah, I don't really know how I feel about John Wall, but regardless, what the Rockets have going for them right now just seems kind of stale to me. So, you know, uh, do you guys actually think they will make the playoffs? Like if let's assume let's assume Harden is traded at the last second because I have a feeling knowing the NBA they're gonna prolong this you know until what is it February I think it's mid February or maybe March where the uh, deadline is yeah so what assuming that 
that gives them some time to play with Harden. Um, and obviously he wants to show himself, you know, prove that he can still score. His mm-hmm. attitude is and mindset is in the right place. Everything is working. So what? The Rockets, should we sleep on them? Should we not? What do you think? I mean, if they keep – if let's just say they do trade him at the All-Star break. I'll, I think that they'll be competitive until then. But I – it depends on who they get. Like you said, if they keep Harden, they could be a playoff team. Like, mm-hmm. cause I think you can be talented and have no camaraderie and still be good. You won't win a championship. Like they're not going to win a championship, but like they don't get along, but they're talented. They're pretty damn talented. In my opinion, they have some Christian woods, pretty good wall. Like you said, he's not as like good as he used to be, but he's decent Gordon. Like they have, couple guys and then obviously Harden. so if they keep that team they could be a playoff team but there's no way that they're like going anywhere past that that's why I think they should trade Harden now while they can get something back for him yeah and they can easily build with you know having John Wall and pairing him up with like another all-star that's actually gonna like give a shit I feel like giving him a like a big man that isn't as washed as like Cousins is right now I feel like could be pretty powerful for him. I don't know. The Rockets are never a team that I am ever a fan of just because of yeah, because the how long hard it's been on there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's well said. Um, okay, kind of making oh, a but transition. Dark, dark horse, yeah. though. Yeah, go ahead. not really dark horse, but I'm just waiting for the Jazz to get real strong because I Thank feel you. like they're they're off to like kind of a soft start right now. Thank but you. Like, yeah, facts, facts, and, and just. Who's on the Jazz's bench besides Jordan Clarkson? Yeah, but that's exactly who's on their bench, Jordan Clarkson. Six man of the year, yeah, six man of the year. And they they drafted a rookie that is a center from KU as well. That I'm just saying, watch out. I I know Gobert is getting his money and everything, but um, it would get it would be a good rotational player. I'm just saying. I need to see what they're like in the playoffs with Bog. Was it Bogdanovich you got hurt? Bogdanovich, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. If he's healthy, they could be good, but, like, I don't know. There's, like, tiers in the West, and I don't know if the Jazz or the Warriors are on the top tier. I think the top tier is, like, yeah. Lakers, in my opinion, Clippers, yeah. I think. And maybe you Dallas. could throw Denver there, even though they're struggling, even though they're struggling. Dallas. Maybe Dallas, yeah. Yeah. I can no, no, just- Dallas hasn't good. been playing good lately, though, have well, they not? They don't have their second-best player yet. That's, oh, yeah, that- true, true. I mean, when he comes back, I think they're going to be a massive threat because they're already winning some big games without him, you know, and they're mm-hmm. having shooting around uh, Luka Dantes or so on. But I want to I want to go to the last question. All right, guys, before we do our prediction of all the awards and what team you think is going to win the whole whole year. I just want to talk about a little bit about the COVID uh, cases and what Val mentioned and kind of tying it in with the all-star break because there's rumors that all-star might all-star break might not happen so my question to you guys is do you think just because we're in this weird pandemic no bubble and cases can come up as well as injuries can come up do you think there's gonna is gonna affect the league itself necessarily and therefore do you think the title race this year won't be as predicted or as like expected compared to the previous years so, for example, like, you know how last year we had the L.A. battle, right? They were saying one of the L.A. teams are going to win the league. This year, I, most people are saying L.A. just to be safe. 
But I have a feeling, kind of tying it with the dark horses, I have a feeling COVID, injuries, smaller season, all that, you're going to see more of a like a Miami Heat kind of team going Mm. pretty far. Well, I think, obviously, if you look at the bubble, no one expected the Heat to go that far. Right. But I can see that happening, yeah. But I think that the best teams will always come out in a way. They'll always show up. Like, if you look at the bubble, yeah, the the Heat did make it, like, pretty far. But the Lakers, who were the best team before the bubble, still won. Baseball, like, I don't know if you guys follow baseball. The Dodgers won. They were still the best. Like, they still won. So, like, yeah, it can have an effect. Like, we could definitely see – a young team go really far just because like if you see a lot of these guys getting COVID guys like James Harden it's just because they're out there like partying and shit <laughs> like these young guys who are just dedicated and have like nothing better to do because they have like no wife like these guys like Tyler Hero and shit you know what I mean right like, balled out last year he's got no distractions he doesn't have a family like he just plays basketball <laughs> he has a fit girlfriend though yeah okay. Jack Harlow okay, yeah he has Jack Harlow <laughs> and his like LeBron's got four kids or three kids you know what I mean <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's got nothing to worry about but just ball. Like, yeah, we can see. I, I think we can see um, uh, dark horse though. Okay, especially in the East. You think the East, especially? I think so. I think oh. LeBron can turn it on whenever he wants in the um, in the West. So I don't. I can't see any situation that the Lakers don't make the finals in the East. I don't know. Either like Nets, Celtics, or a dark horse. That's what I think. I don't think it's going to be the Heat again. I don't think it's going to be the Bucks. Yeah, I can't interesting. Make content upon content.